Well, we've had bonds hold pretty stable uh, despite a relatively volatile rand, which has been on a weakening trend. And according to Rand Merchant Bank's fixed income specialist, Gordon Kerr, local bonds are badly positioned as their heels are too high for investors to see value in selling. And no investors looking to pick up any large position in bonds ahead of tomorrow's midterm budget announcement uh, by the finance minister either. We'll be chatting to Gordon in a moment. But before we do, let's check in on where things are sitting. We've got uh, the benchmark R186 uh, government bond bid at 8.89%, as you can see there from yesterday's 8.83%, and the R207 holding steady at 7.48%. Well, like I said, Gordon Kerr joining me in studio now. Gordon, thanks so much for joining us uh, today. So it's a big event risk week for the bond market with both local and global activity uh, stealing attention. In that context, take us through the kind of activity we're seeing in the bond market right now, referencing, of course, today's bond auction. Yeah, I mean, if you have a look at the the market at the moment, it's not a very happy place to be. Um, You've got a resurgent dollar on the back of higher treasuries that's pushing the rand up, so that's pushing yields up. In addition to that, we've had the recent cabinet reshuffle Mm -hmm. um, with a lot of specific focus being placed on the nuclear deal. That's going to put a lot of pressure on government finances, and as a result, people wondering how much more money the government's going to have to borrow. And that's impacting yields negatively there. In addition to that, we've also got the midterm budget policy speech tomorrow. Um, You're being presented by a finance minister who is very much an unknown quantity when it comes to the markets. He's done some international roadshows. He's been on quite a few television stations talking us up and telling about all the good things that we're doing. But ultimately, the market has never really seen him deliver a speech there. So there's a lot of unknowns. He's a lot of unknowns. The budget's a lot of unknowns. And as a result, which the market at the moment, really not a nice place to be in. No one really buying bonds at this stage. Absolutely. I mean, as I mentioned a little earlier, uh, the market's looking to see just how uh, wide a deficit we're looking at. No one knows where that's really going to come in. Beyond (coughs) that, though, what kind of risk uh, has been priced into the markets at this stage? Look, I mean, I think that the market is pricing a significant amount of fiscal slippage uh, in the budget. If you have a look at, um, I mean, RMB's forecast is for 4.1% deficit this year. That's up from 3.1% from the previous budget. Mm. Um, so quite a substantial rise there. The last time it was this wide was in 2012-2013. And um, the, if you have a look at the shape of the yield curve and the steepness there, it's about the same as where it was back then. So the market largely pricing in a print of above 4%. Anything more than that, though, we're going to see the market react quite negatively. Yeah. How much of an option are we looking at when it comes to borrowing more in order to plug this uh, deficit because although we're seeing a foreign capital flow uh, pretty steadfastly into emerging markets, South Africa not managing to leverage fully off that. And even if we were, it begs the question whether or not uh, that is a good uh, thing in the first place, uh, given all the political uncertainty uh, we face and how quickly outflow can happen, um, you know, if we do see that inflow come in at a rapid pace. Yeah, I mean, the government's in such a difficult position at the moment, right? So, for instance, borrowing more is not really an option. Um, they could grow revenue by increasing taxes, but that's just going to impact our economic growth even more. What mm-hmm. they need is higher revenue driven by higher growth. And that's really sort of very difficult for the government to do at the moment. They can't really stimulate growth by spending more because, like we said, there's a cap in terms of what they can do. They can drop expenditure 
Um, but then obviously that raises questions as well, particularly about the kind of expenditure that they are dropping. Mm -hmm. Government continues to be a massive employer of people that will impact votes quite negatively. And so I don't think the government is necessarily going to come in and sort of make changes there. It, it, it's, it's, it's a very interesting place to be. And I don't know how they're going to address the, the budget up in a positive way. I just can't see it. Well, we wait and see. Let's see what unfolds tomorrow. In the meantime, in the international arena, we've got the ECB uh, taking center stage. Policymakers widely expected to um, announce further easing to monetary policy. Consensus is sitting at uh, 30 billion euros a month, but some suggesting a tapering to perhaps 20 billion euros. Where are your expectations sitting? So look, some kind of tapering is definitely priced and I think the 20 mark has been thrown around for quite a bit of time now. Um, the economic story in the euro has continued to improve. I think that the ECB is extremely scared of strengthening the euro unnecessarily because mm -hmm. that will undo a lot of the inflationary work that they've done so far. I think you also people need to appreciate the fact that the ECB will just sit around and wait. They're in no rush to really do anything from that perspective and they've been very cautionary throughout their entire approach to this QE. So based on that sort of to the lower the end of guidance makes more sense in terms of the amount that they're going to do. Ultimately, it's not really the specific quantum, it's more the term that they do it for. I was just going to say, how much does that quantum really concern you? Because the markets are more so fixated on the timeline. Yeah, 100%. So there we go. Okay, yeah. let's take a look at uh, what's happening stateside because uh, who will replace um, the current U.S. Federal Chairperson Janet Yellen, also expected to um, come through in the coming days. Speculation rife that we're looking at a hawk at this stage. We've got the U.S. seeing economic growth numbers for the third quarter come through on Friday as well. What are your expectations there? Um, yeah, I think the market largely pricing and uh, who's going to come in. I think people think it's definitely going to be more on the hawkish side of things. Um, U.S. Treasury is still trading largely within the 2 to 2.5% band, so there's no real sort of major movement there. Um, the recent uptick largely more on the back of Trump's tax reforms going through than necessarily because of the um, appointments uh, of a new Fed governor. Uh, on Monday, he said he was very, very close to making one. I think mm -hmm. the market does have a few names in mind, but like you said, it's very much on a hawkish bias. Uh, that still said, we're not seeing US Kenya uh, move, move materially high on the back of this. Well, let's leave it there, Gordon. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much for having joined us in the studio this evening. Of course, that was fixed income specialist Gordon Kerr from RMB.